Hi, I'm Adam. Hi, I'm Joe. Here's another selection of highlights from the Adam and Joe radio show on XFM. You see, we, we split that sentence up for you so that we could both, so both have uh, say a bit about share it to the idiot. Sorry. Rock, I like to rock. I like rock, the rocket. I like you to rock. Good gracious me. Are you alright? I like rocking! Do try and calm down. I'm quiet. sorry. That's the Foo Fighters with Resolve. This is Adam Buxton and Joe Cornish. So listen, if I were to ask you listeners, even though I can't hear your reply, who your least favourite R&B singer was, because most listeners to XFM don't like the rhythm and blues, the R&B. You know, they might like a bit of hip-hop. Nobody likes R&B. Nobody likes R&B apart from me. <laughs> and uh, who, who would you say their least, the least popular, most idiotic R&B singer was? The answer is R. Kelly, obviously, because we've been right, talking about it through right. the whole show. Yeah. I've got to keep you listeners up to date with R. Kelly news, because he's released the most extraordinary thing. R. Kelly's released a kind of soap opera record. It's actually 12 three-minute singles. That's correct. 12 three-minute singles. And he's made 12 little videos to go with them. And they've been uh, slowly released over the last few months. Um, and this whole soap opera is called Trapped in the Closet. Mm-hmm. So in America, I picked up the DVD of, of all 12 episodes of Trapped in the Closet. And for R. Kelly, this is an amazingly innovative thing. He's invented a new genre of music, right? The R&B soap opera, the single which has a cliffhanger ending. So you've got to buy the next single in order to find out what happens next in the story. That's amazing. It's quite a good idea, isn't it? Yeah. And in the vid- basically, R. Kelly sings all the different parts. It's like Neighbours, bit riskier, uh he sings all the parts in different voices, and he does have a very, very good voice. Yeah. But he's also got quite a good, uh, you know, sense of the absurd. So, basically, don't worry, this isn't going to take very long. I'm just going to play you, basically, the climactic moments from some of these episodes. What I'm playing you is, like, the last ten seconds of each episode. So, let's just uh, get a feel for it. In the, the story starts with R. Kelly locked in a closet. So we should say that these are going to be spoilers, right? If, if, if you do intend to listen <laughs> to R. Kelly's R&B soap opera, Trapped in the Closet, in full, then maybe, you know, turn your ears away at this point. Yeah. But if you don't, then here's a little sort of uh, synopsis. So in episode one, we find R. Kelly locked in the cupboard of a woman who he's picked up at a club. And the reason he's in the cupboard is because this woman's husband, Rufus, has come home and R. Kelly's cell phone has gone off. While he's in the closet. Yeah. And now Rufus is advancing towards the closet, about to reveal R. Kelly. So this is the climax of, of episode one. So if you play the first clip. Here we go. He walks up to the closet. Get closer to the closet. Now he's at the closet. Now he's open in the closet. So there you go. It's quite a good idea, isn't it? Like, what's going to happen next? When he opens the closet. It's pretty literal. It's very literal, yeah. So what happens is R. Kelly and Rufus confront each other. They pull their guns very quickly. There's a lot of gunplay in, in, in this soap opera. Yeah. Rufus is furious, obviously, with R. Kelly for, for cheating with his wife. Yeah. I think she is. There's a massive fight. But then suddenly Rufus reveals that he too has a lover. I do have a lover. Very similar lover. lyric. I do have a lover. And his lover is coming up the stairs right now. She's coming up the stairs. So this is the climax of episode two. Who is Rufus's lover going to be? <laughs> so let's hear it. Okay. Then I knock on the door. The gun's in my hand. He opens the door. I can't believe it's a man. Man, man. 
Rufus's lover is a man. He is a homosexual. So Rufus is quite literally trapped in the closet. Very clever of R. Kelly there. That's brilliant. You know, playing with both levels of that phrase. Yeah. So that's episode two. <laughs> Rufus has a gay lover and his name is Chuck. Uh, he sings that, but I won't um, traumatise <laughs> you with that. R. Kelly can't take it, so he heads home to see his girlfriend, Gwendolyn. Gwendolyn and R. Kelly make love. And obviously it's amazing because R. Kelly is the world's greatest lover. But just as they reach their climax... R. Kelly sees something beneath the covers. Can you believe that? He's found a condom in the sheets. Oh, I thought he said a robber. No, a robber. Oh my God, a robber. He's going to nick my gun and my phone. So R. Kelly's wife is also having an affair. Wait, I don't understand. She, oh, I see, right, he's seen a used condom. In the sheets. In the sheets. Yeah. Nice. Okay, so then all kinds of stuff goes down. (laughs) Uh, A cop turns up, Gwendolyn's brother turns up, there's a fight, Gwendolyn's brother's called Tron, Tron gets shot. (laughs) I'm skipping three or four episodes here because it gets very detailed. The thing builds to an extraordinary climax. He's called Tron. He's got a brother called Tron. (laughs) It's a good name for a kid. It's better than calling him Last Starfighter. Or, I don't know. Anyway, so at the height of the violence, Tron's been shot. It's a massive, you know, climactic moment. There's a knock at the door. Who is going to be behind the door? Okay, play, play the next clip. Oh, I'm excited. Count to three, Tron, open the door, and it's rolled the nose in neighbor. <laughs> you spatula in her head. Like that's gonna do something against them guns. A spatula. It's Rosie the nosy. <laughs> Neighbor. <laughs> Wait for it, man. It gets it gets better. So we thought it was gonna be another plot twist. It was Rosie the nosy neighbor. With a spatula in a head, spatula. Like, like that's gonna do something against that gun. Have you ever heard the word spatula more beautifully sung? <laughs> so uh, they they invite Rosie in. Uh, various other twists happen, and we end up going back to the cop's house. The cop's married to a kind of white trash uh, woman who's acting very suspiciously. And he starts to suspect that she's got someone hiding in her closet as oh, well. No. But actually, not in her closet, under the sink, in the cabinet under the sink so uh, uh, the cop approaches the cabinet under the sink because there's a noise coming from in there uh, and he opens it so play the next clip this is what he finds under the sink (laughs) she's having an affair with a midget I like the, the, the way it sort of Echoes at the end of all the climaxes. Man, in the video itself, that's amazing. It jump cuts between R. Kelly in different poses, singing, Midget! Midget! (laughs) Midget! Extraordinary. Okay, and bear with me, there's one more clip. Uh, It's hard to explain what happens between that climax and the next one. But basically, R. Kelly and Tron show up. Everyone pulls their guns. There's a big argument. Suddenly, the cop's wife reveals that she's pregnant. But by who? Who got her pregnant? Here's the final clip. Okay. The midget's the baby. Daddy. Wow. The midget's the baby's daddy. Is that the end of the whole thing? Uh, no. No. 
It isn't the end of the whole oh, thing, but I, I genuinely recommend moly. that uh, if you can get your hands on that DVD, it's one of the strangest and funniest <laughs> things I've ever seen. Man, I really want to see that. Can I borrow that off you? Absolutely. And, uh, you know, that's only the tip of the iceberg. That's but there you go, R&B news. That's amazing. Right, we'd better play some music. We've been talking for a while. Uh, this is the Dead 60s. You're listening to Adam and Joe on XFM. The return of the This is XFM. Now, of course, on our XFM show, we would normally break up the chat with uh, great music to stop you getting bored. But it's too expensive to do that here on this podcast. So instead, we're just going to improvise some music for you now. Are you ready, Joe? Yeah. One, two, three. Music. 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 Rock music. Now, on with the show. XFM, XFM, XFM. Yes, it's XFM, and it's in London, London, London. My name is Domino Harvey, and I am a binty hunter. I just had to say that. Have you seen that film? A Binty Hunter. No, I'm, I want to see it. It just says here in the Guardian Guide that it's a candidate for the Golden Raspberry of the Year. I thought it looked quite good. Can't be good. Apparently, Kira Knightley's too tiny to hold, actually in reality, to hold a gun that big. I'm not surprised. And if she fired a gun that big, it would send her flying miles backwards through she would shatter glass into windows. tiny, sexy pieces. Yes, she'd go, Oh, dear, that was very violent. I can't shoot that again. <laughs> Wouldn't she, or something? Because she's a binty hunter. <laughs> the binty hunters are here. They're searching Sing for, for the paradise. paradise. Okay, then. Adam and Joe podcast. You're listening to a podcast. You're listening podcast. Podcast. That's the Mooney Suzuki with the live and amplified. And before that, you heard the killers. With and before that, with... Jenny was a friend of mine. Do you want to hear my celebrity news this week, Adam? I'd love to. Man, you've got more names to drop than <sighs> anyone I've ever met. I went to the Revolver premiere this week. Wow, you're so lucky. Guy Ritchie's <laughs> new film, Revolver. Yeah. I, Joe Cornish, went to the premiere. That's right. Wow. I was two rows behind Madoga. Yeah. Uh, I was in the row in front of Stinge. Sting. <laughs> and, and, and Trudy, Trudy Stylin. Yeah. Uh, and all sorts of gangsters were there. It was kind of like the you know the cast of Sexy Beast in the audience. Yeah, and uh, was Johnny the Hat there? Oh, almost definitely. Wow, was was Frankie Fingers there? Frankie Fingers wasn't there. No, he was out for a drink with uh, uh, Clive Cufflinks, Percy Pickles, Percy Piggy. <laughs> what <laughs> cast of Trumpton? Now what? Dirty anyway. Percy Pickles. Dirty Percy Pickles wasn't there. He's still Can in. We, he's still on. in Choky. Sorry, he's in Choky. Is that what they call it? Yeah. God, you're so good on gangster talk. I, I'm like a gangster. Anyway, the whole place smelt like a what's a gangster expression? A cheap dime store whore shop. Whore box. Yeah, whore box. And everyone was dressed in, um, but like like Buddhist collars. You know what they called Nehru collars? Nehru, are they right. called? Yeah. Anyway, and uh, like the, the executives film, on Aliens. I don't know where to start, really. All this business in the paper hmm. that they were booing Madonna. Not true. Not true. The crowd didn't boo Madonna. The press booed Madonna. The photographers did. Right. The public didn't care. Why were they booing her? Because she wouldn't post The story was, she, yeah, because when you go to a premiere in the West End, you've got to do a Tom Cruise and shake everybody's hands. And basically your star status is gauged on the amount of attention you pay to the crowd. Hmm. And so Madonna just shunned the crowd. She walked straight in. They call it doing a Britney. Is that what they call it? No, they don't. I just made do that they? Up. But I do you remember? Britney did the same thing. Do you remember? Britney did, yeah, and she got roundly booed. And look yeah. at her career now. I know, it's amazing. Down, the, it? plug no, it's down, the, down, down the plug, the plug hole. It's amazing. Yeah. She's uh, got that awful show, Britney Spears Chaotic. But that's another subject. <laughs> anyway, so I went in, and do you know what? No. Listening public, the film is bad, 
but it's not that bad. And in fact, I think it's the most interesting Guy Ritchie film. Really? Because it's about the inside of his brain. Wow. It's about a man who's conned himself to a fortune and he can't quite work out how he's done it. Now, who could that be based on? Yeah. Hmm. That's amazing. And it's quite good. I wouldn't bother paying for it at the cinema, but maybe rent it on DVD. If, like, if you ever were stupid enough to write a thesis on Guy Ritchie, that's the film you'd go to. It's like an x-ray of his insane life. It's like, how am I so lucky? How am I living in a mansion with Madonna when I've made these rubbish films? Yeah. And so he's the sort of con man character, and the film's about him trying to work out on a philosophical level how he's got there. And you know what? I think it gives away some of Guy Ritchie's tricks as well. In what? Re- Revolver is actually a handbook to being very successful if you're talentless. Right. Yeah. So that's my movie-going tip this week. Well, I'm going to go and see it because I, I'm talentless and I want to be successful. There you go. And the only problem was it's quite long and I really wanted to have a wee and I couldn't go out because I didn't want to push past Sting. So what did you do? Did you wee on Sting? No, I just held it in. Oh. But I couldn't push past Sting because of how fragile he is. Yeah. Yeah. And he'd probably say, don't stand, don't stand, don't brilliant, stand brilliant. so close to me. I hadn't thought of that one. <laughs> and you know where the after show party was for Revolvers? No. Only London's classiest venue. Waxy O'Connors. <laughs> Waxies? <laughs> How can you have the after party for a major West End premiere at Wax... No insult to Waxy O'Connors. Waxies? You might as well have it at Garfunkel's or the Aberdeen Steakhouse. Or Big Uns. Or Big Uns. That would have been ribs. good. They could have called it Big Guns. Yeah, and you know I should be working for yeah. the PR. That's yeah. great, man. That's a good story. I'm going to go and see Revolver. I hope he's listening because he could put some of the things you said on the poster. He really could. There's only one quote on that poster from yeah. the Sun. From the Guy Sun. Ritchie, back to his brilliant best. And I was thinking, like, surely that's got it. a few quid have you know probably changed hands for that. I think it's his best film. You it's not saying much, back but I think it's best. Richie's best film. So you agree with the Sun? I well, no, because I don't think there's a brilliant best to go back to. Right, but it arrives at. His best. His Maybe not his brilliant zenith. best. Arrives at his best one. His best. His best. That's what you can have. Yeah. Joe Cornish XFM. Fantastic. Bye. What a result. Here's a free play for you. It's the Stooges. XFM. That was Electric Legs by the Bell Jars. You're listening to Adam and Joe Podcast Music Gold. Breaking up the chat with music and that. Now, we've got a letter here from Sarah Finch, who says, Dear Adam and Joe, I've been enjoying your podcasts for years now. They're the only thing in my life that makes any real sense. They make me laugh, they make me think, but most of all, they make me happy. The only time I don't like them is when you talk about films or television, and when you start going on about adverts, I really reach for my pistol. And Sarah goes on, You seem to think we're all tele-addicts. Well, I, for one, am not, and never have been. So, until you wake up to the fact that there's a world out there with problems a little more important than the latest DVD commentary, you can stick your podcasts right in your back hole. P.S. Could you play Firebucket Rock by the Naughty Men for my husband Jan, as he's a Naughty Man nut and loves listening to Firebucket Rock? Well, Jan, you're in luck. Here are the Naughty Men. Welcome to another randomly chosen podcast nugget from the Adam and Joe radio show on XFM. Yeah, yep, yep. So they're going out tonight. They're living for the weekend. Hard fi. 
Exciting for Zadam and Joe on XFM. Now, we're going to play uh, a little mashup for you, aren't we? That's right. Last week we were playing Franz Ferdinand's new single. I've forgotten what it's called. What's it called? It's called Don't Do That or Stop Doing This or How Dare You Do That Stop To Me Stop touching or me there. What's I, it called? I don't Zanthi, like it. come on. Somebody, what's it called? Wow. <laughs> oh, no, we're going to be fired for <laughs> not knowing the hottest radio. single by the hottest band. It's called Stop Touching My don't, Tits. I don't like it when you touch me there. There you go. That's what it's called. And we couldn't believe, I couldn't believe its similarity to the Go West classic, We Close Our Eyes. So last night, uh, at about one in the morning, slightly the worse for wear, I loaded both songs into my <laughs> Final Cut Express and decided to find out whether they really were exactly the same. And the results... A startling. If you're a fan of Franz Ferdinand, hold on to your integrity. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, when I woke up tonight, I said, I gotta make somebody love me. I'm gonna make somebody love me. So this is the song. This is the song as it was. Yeah. Yeah. Turn it up a bit here. Listen to this. It's the same. Listen to that. Listen to that. Okay, wait for it. The same. <laughs> do you hear that, Adam? You wow. don't believe me, do you? It's you like, think it sounds like two completely different songs? It's like soul wax. Listen, listen. It's the same song. <laughs> wait, bear with it. So those bits aren't that similar. But in the chorus, it gets a lot more similar. Yeah? Yeah. That's doing my head in. <laughs> okay, so I was overselling it. it they was... haven't ripped off Go West, and I was wrong. <laughs> what happened last night was this. <laughs> I spliced them together and realised that I was completely wrong. I think spliced is really being too generous to what you did to it. You sort of beat them both up jammed them together and shoved them in a box <laughs> but that's what it's all about isn't it you oversell something then it's disappointing no I wasn't disappointed by that yeah. you know what just because I, I just loved hearing that Go West riff again yeah whatever happened to them they're probably superstar producers or songwriters now if probably, anyone, if probably. anyone knows about what happened to Go West could they please give us a call but you know what I've learned a lesson by doing that what well, when I think a song sounds like another song, yeah. it probably doesn't. No, I think you're right. It's probably only just a tiny bit of it. Basically, three notes of that sound the same. Yeah. And then I just got overexcited. It's bound to happen with modern music. What do you music, think, Santhi? What only... did you think of that, Santhi? I thought it was exactly the same. Yes. There you go. Amazing. Yeah. Thanks, Santhi. I agree. Chicks like me. Chicks like... Chicks dig you. <laughs> Chicks dig my theories. <laughs> LL Cool Joe. Wow. <laughs> me and... Who was it? Rory. Tonight on the town. Yeah. We're what are gonna, you going to do when you we're meet... We're going to chat about video games and pull chicks by telling them that... Will, you be, will you be hanging out with Chewie? D possibly. The actor. Chewie, yeah. So last week we were talking He's about the fact busy. that... What's his name again? Chewie. We can't pronounce the rest Chewy of his name. Chewie at... at, at he was in Dirty Pretty Things Robin. and he's a very talented actor. And, and he's he lives, in Kinky Boots. He lives near to Joe in uh, South London. Yeah. And Joe reckoned that he was going to go and knock on his door and make friends with him this week. But yeah. you, you didn't, did you? I didn't. No, he's busy. He's it. so busy. He's making lots of films. And I'm very busy as well. Yeah. I'm watching lots of films. Never too busy to make friends. Come on. Mm. Hey, Chewie, if you're listening, give us a call. We want to be your friend. Well, that's it for this podcast. Thanks very much indeed for listening. Till next time, stop the violence, would you, please? X F M. This is XFM.